1: Hey, if you want to stay up to date on the absolute latest digital news, don't miss Tech News Today. It's a quick little podcast. It gives you updates on Monday through Friday. To find it, it's easy. Go to commander.com slash podcasts or go to your favorite podcast player. Search K-O-M-A-N-D-O. Click and subscribe to Tech News Today. I have to tell you something here at the start of this podcast. It may come as, I don't know, maybe a little bit of a shock to you. A confession, if you will. You all know how much I just totally love technology. I am a geek of the week. It's been my passion for as long as I can remember. Heck, I was there when Al Gore actually turned on the internet.
0: During my service in the United States of Congress, uh, I took the initiative in creating the internet.
1: Okay, it wasn't really Al Gore. But there is this one technology that has me worried. It's kind of freaking me out. It's all these stories about surveillance cameras and they're all around. And our government is placing more and more cameras everywhere and they're tracking almost everything that we do. We're watching you. Now, of course, all of these cameras are there to keep us safe or maybe to keep an eye on us and gather personal data. Hi, I'm America's digital pro, Kim Commando. Who's watching you? And when does being watched feel like a violation of your privacy? We're constantly being spied on. But you might be surprised exactly who is doing the spying. I mean, how would you feel if your spouse logged into these public surveillance cameras to spy on you and watch what you're doing? Does that cross a line? Well, I'm gonna tell you about a woman who has used city-owned cameras to spy on her boyfriend whenever he went out. She knew where he went, what he was doing. Heck, she was even able to count the money in his hands. I'm gonna share some facts with you in this podcast about video surveillance you might not even believe. You see, more and more places have cameras and cameras have gotten so small, you can't even tell when someone's watching you. When you're sitting at a restaurant, you know pretty much that everyone can see you. You look at other people, they look at you and you know, people watching, it's fun. But how long can you look before it actually becomes a stare? Then you get that feeling. We all know when someone's staring at us, it makes us feel uneasy. So exactly where's the line? Or have we already crossed it? From commando.com, this is our podcast, Commando On Demand. We talk to the industry movers and shakers, and I try to keep you up on everything digital. And coming up in this podcast, you're not going to believe what's happening with video surveillance and how it will affect you and your family, not only today, in the future. So stay right where you are. A quick word from our sponsor who makes this podcast possible. Okay, a question right now, how much do you trust your spouse or your partner? How would you feel if your spouse was always watching you when you go to work, when you're in your car, when you're out shopping? Would you really like someone like that? I'm talking about someone who's always watching you. I always
0: feel like somebody's watching me And I have no privacy,
1: oh. I wouldn't like it, but so many of us use social media. We tell people where we're located, what we're doing... And we share pictures of us doing all of the fun things day in and day out. But what if a complete stranger started taking photos of you without asking? Or maybe they start running a video of you while you walk through a store. I don't know about you, but maybe it's because I'm kind of that New York, New Jersey type of gal. But I would probably look at him and say, hey, you know, what are you doing? Why are you following me? And why are you actually videoing me or taking pictures? But the reality is, That is happening, and it's happening more and more often. Not too long ago, I was in Maui. There's a part of the beach where it's kind of known that's where the paparazzi hangs out. They're pretty nondescript guys. They look like they went hiking. They normally wear hats. They carry these big old backpacks. They're up on a hill so that this way they can take photos of people on the beach. So I was in my morning run, and I happened to go right past them on the path. They started snapping like crazy. And at first, I have to tell you, I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. The paparazzi, they're taking pictures of me. I looked over my shoulder because I thought for sure there was probably like Pierce Bronson or somebody else on the other side of me. But it was just me. So I stopped. I looked at the three guys and I said, so how much are you going to get for those photos? And they laughed and they said, well, probably, I don't know, a couple of hundred bucks And I said, well, why don't we take him again and I'll really smile for you. Come on, can I get a smile? That's it, yeah. So the reality is surveillance is happening and it's happening more and more often. In fact, listen to this. In Newark, New Jersey, the city is putting up surveillance cameras all over the city. Now, if you were a victim of a crime and the video was used to find a perpetrator, I'm sure you'd be grateful. But what if those cameras were connected to artificial intelligence and they would just send you a ticket? Every single time you jaywalked, you got a ticket in your email. Every time you didn't stop long enough at a stop sign or drove through that intersection one eighth of a second too late as it was turning red, you got a ticket. What if you couldn't get away with anything? You'd be the star of your own reality show, but without your knowledge or your consent.
0: Good morning. Good morning. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.
1: What if you were watched every moment of your life?
0: How many cameras you got there in that town? 5,000.
1: Yes, it's kind of like the Truman Show, but this is real life. Is that too big brother, or is that the price you pay to feel safer? Let's go back to those cameras in Newark, New Jersey. The mayor said they hope to reduce crime with all of the cameras and help in convictions of criminals. But they're doing something that surprised almost everyone. The cameras aren't just for the police. They're for you too. You see, you can log on and you can watch other people. You can spy on complete strangers without them ever knowing about it. Or you can spy on a friend or a spouse, a loved one, a family member. They have no idea. Fernando DiMarzino just walked out of his cousin's barbershop and he was standing on the corner, waiting at the crosswalk sign to go to his car, which is parked across the street. Then his cell phone rang. It was his girlfriend. She was looking on the city's surveillance cameras and she could see him on the corner. She says she even zoomed in to see how much money was in Fernando's hands. She claimed she could count the three quarters he held in his hand. Now, this is part of what the city of Newark is calling its Citizen Virtual Patrol. That's right, not cops looking at the cameras in some private or secure room. This is average, everyday citizen. If you have high-speed internet and an email address, that's all you need to log on and sign up for the Citizen Virtual Patrol. Once you do all that, you're granted complete access to this vast array of surveillance cameras located all over Newark, New Jersey. New York City Mayor Roz Baraka says he likes having citizens with complete access.
0: They get an opportunity to look at what's going on in their neighborhood. A suspicious car, individuals that are there who shouldn't be there, a robbery that may have taken place, folks that are out on the corner selling drugs, anything of that nature would give them the opportunity to look at that, be able to make a report to the police department and they can see the same thing. Helps us make an arrest or, or possibly prevent something from, from taking place before it
1: actually happens. So the mayor sees this as kind of a neighborhood watch on steroids. But to others, like the ACLU, they see this as something not so good because the cameras are open to anybody. Criminals can use them too. Your ex could spy on you, your boss could spy on you, well pretty much anybody can spy on you.
0: Anyone from the comfort of their own living room can look at these live video feeds and an abuser could see a domestic violence victim or a stalking victim. Um, and if someone were to watch the video feeds and see someone stepping out of their house with suitcases, well, they can bet that that person's going to be away for a couple of days. And that creates a situation ripe right for burglary. And by calling on civilians to patrol these video streams, that amounts to outsourcing our policing. And that's not what the Newark Police Division is here to do.
1: So back to our question where is the line and who decides that? We know the cameras are in public places. But now the general public has access to those police cameras and spying on someone has become, I don't know, I guess you'd say a bit of a pastime. But is this anything new? Or has technology just changed the game a little bit? I remember when I was a kid, we had this neighbor who was considered, well, the busybody, keeping an eye on people, knowing everyone else's business, kind of like that Mrs. Kravitz on that TV show, Bewitched. Remember her? Abner, come over and look at Mrs. Stevens' mother. (laughs) what's the matter with you all of a sudden i'm married to a peeping tom spying on people sticking your nose into everybody's business go back to bed you ought to be ashamed of yourself now she was nosy but she wasn't high tech i can only imagine what this high tech fully loaded mrs kravitz could do today cameras aren't just being installed because people want them they're also being installed by people who don't want them that's right they were forced to put cameras in places that they didn't even want them meet julie jacobson she opened the battuto italian kitchen a popular modern italian restaurant located in dallas texas it was named one of america's 100 best restaurants but it almost never was julie was told she could not open the restaurant unless she put in this elaborate camera system She had to install multiple cameras. They all had to be connected to a digital recorder that was highly secured. And it also had to be capable of saving these digital recordings for a long time. In fact, I can't even tell you how long because those terms are protected under privacy laws. Now, those laws were not there to protect Julie, or her restaurant, they were there to protect the insurance company. That's right. An insurance company would not insure the restaurant without those cameras. And without the insurance, you get the drill, and Julie couldn't open the restaurant.
0: Which was kind of shocking as the business owner. Basically, the insurance company needed to protect themselves uh, for a variety of reasons. Let's say somebody a DUI or there was some sort of alcohol or over service uh, complaint they could roll back the tape in our restaurant and prove that that customer a was there or not here that night or b only had one glass of wine so they were not overserved at our location uh, they also wanted to be concerned about things like accidents or slip and falls which happen a lot in restaurants where someone may slide on fall down on the floor and then accuse the restaurant of having you know, a wet surface. They could prove that that was not the case through their video surveillance. I have to say it felt kind of creepy, but I understood and it's what we had to do.
1: Did you ever find yourself just looking at the cameras?
0: Yeah, there's actually kind of a problem with that. There's an addictive nature to having surveillance cameras inside your office or home because what you start to do is you start checking it. And then you start getting obsessed with it. I I had an app on my phone where I could check the restaurant location from anywhere. Originally, we just used it so we could see if the dining room was full and they needed us to rush over and and add some help. But after a while, we just started checking in. I started looking and I felt like I was a voyeur. Um, One time I was at home, it was the weekend, and you just assume your staff's doing what they're supposed to do. But I flipped on the security cameras and I noticed that my entire staff was thinking it was a vacation day because I wasn't there as the owner so they weren't wearing their uniforms they had their street clothes on they were sitting at our bar I mean they were just doing nothing to be prepared for when a guest walked into the restaurant so my daughter and I decided to do what we called operation wake-up call And we were like, they are not expecting us, but we're going to give them a shock. So they had no idea we'd been spying on them on our surveillance cameras. So we went walking through the restaurant, like barking at everybody. Put your shirt on. Get off the bar. They were so scared and freaked out thinking I'm James Bond.
1: It's kind of crazy, but it definitely got their attention. I can see how addicting watching those cameras can be, but they can also be, oh, I don't know. I don't know which word to use. Maybe just sinister i hate to be an alarmist or a conspiracy type person but listen to this there's secret research going on right now about artificial intelligence and facial recognition in fact it's so secret i really can't tell you much about it my guest here in this podcast has agreed to provide information totally off the record which means i can't identify her or the company she works for but what they are researching will be done by everyone and I'm sure you're not going to like it. But it's just the way things are going to be in the pretty near future. The expectation to use artificial intelligence with advanced facial recognition to know who you are when you enter a store. In fact, a super secret committee meant to discuss the future of technology and all these cameras.
0: Artificial intelligence is, you know, the way things are going to happen in the, in the future. Um, but a lot of the uh, folks talked about that there's, a balance between security and privacy because it kind of makes people feel a little bit creepy with too much but if they're more unaware of it um, then it's less of an issue but this is something that we're going to see more in the future
1: so to be clear if people can't see the cameras and they don't know about facial recognition they won't care so much about it because i don't know out of sight out of mind you've got it so this means when you walk into a store the secret cameras will scan your face and through public records, they'll be able to determine how old you are, how much money you make a year, if you have a criminal record, if you've ever been arrested, how about your credit score, any memberships you belong to, and anything else that the internet of things can provide to them. And eventually, all of this data mining will happen in a few seconds. By the time the store employee approaches you, they'll already know everything about you. They might even know what prescription drugs you take and any health problems you might have. Is that a service to you or does it cross the line? That's right, cameras are everywhere and everyone seems to know it. But some of these cameras are in places you might not even be thinking of. In fact, Mark Zuckerberg, you know him, the founder of Facebook, and the former FBI director, James Comey, they have the same concern and it led them to do something I'm gonna recommend you do. That's right. It's a little aluminum foil hat-ish, and it's certainly low tech. But if Mark Zuckerberg does it, the director of the FBI does it too, I think you should too. All right. Do you know what it is? (laughs) I love a mystery. Come on, just take a guess out loud. Grab a seat, because I'm going to tell you what it is in our next segment of this podcast. By the way, I do this too. But first, a quick word from one of our sponsors in this podcast. All right, as promised, Mark Zuckerberg and James Comey, they both do it, and I do it too. It's actually not very high tech. It's extremely low tech, but knowing what we now know and knowing it can only get worse, we have to rely on our personal safety and security. We can put a person on the moon and take a picture of a license plate from far out in outer space but we have no real low-tech solution to our laptops and our desktop cameras. So you know what we have to do? That's right, we're forced to use a sticky note or maybe some duct tape. That's right, I'm Kim Commando, and I do the same thing as Mark Zuckerberg and James Comey. I use a small piece of regular tape to wall off and protect my personal video kingdom. It's nothing fancy, nothing impressive, Just a small smudge of tape to ensure my privacy. It's kind of crazy if you stop and think about it. Mark Zuckerberg, who's also a multi-billionaire, and James Comey, the former director of the FBI, they have nothing better than a piece of tape to keep out those creeps. So if your laptop, your desktop, whatever you're using has a camera, and it is connected to the internet, that means it can be hacked into. Anything connected to the internet can be hacked. That's just the way it is. Your phone, your tablet, your iPad, your TV, your computer... Security system, anything that can see can also be seen. And that means if there's a camera, whatever the camera can see, anyone who can hack into the system can totally see it too. I actually take it a step further. I make sure that my microphone can't hear either. I've got the steps on how to do that on my website over at commando.com, but it's actually pretty low tech too. You buy an old set of headphones, you cut it off, you plug the end into the headphone jack, then bingo bango, no audio. I don't know if you remember the case of Miss Teen USA. She had a laptop in her bedroom and a classmate hacked into her internet service provider and that allowed him to look through her laptop's camera and spy on her. Here's a bit of the report from CNN.
0: A 19-year-old college student has been arrested for allegedly taking nude images of Miss Teen USA, Cassidy Wolf, and then using those pictures to blackmail her. His demand? Give me more explicit photos or else he posts all the images he had from hacking into her computer according to court documents jared abrahams a former high school classmate of cassidy's hacked into her computer used her webcam to take pictures of her during her most private moments the fbi says wolf was one of at least eight women that abrahams was blackmailing in a scheme that reached as far as russia
1: cassidy was being blackmailed the hacker didn't just want the photos he had hacked he wanted more. I received this email and I saw, you know, the first three lines. I scrolled through it really quickly on my iPhone and I just scrolled to the bottom and saw the two photos and became hysterical because I didn't feel like this was really happening. It was, it was crazy. It's creepy, it's gross, and that's why a tiny piece of tape can help you feel safe. But a lot of people put security cameras in their homes for protection. The cameras allow you to peek in, check out your house whenever you want to, It does make you feel safe to know if there's any movement in your house, but you don't really know when someone else might be looking back at you. Denise Stein is the mom of a newborn baby, just a cutie patootie. And like most responsible modern moms, she used a baby cam to keep an eye on her child. But what she didn't know is that means others could keep an eye on her baby too. So the local TV station, WPBF, with her permission, sat outside her house and looked at her baby by hacking into the family's baby cam right from the street. You mean seen to other people's homes yeah, with their- that's, Yeah, that's, she's looking at, that's Grace and... Oh wait, I'm thinking that you hooked it up in, uh, inside. No. You're not even hooked up right no. now. No,
0: no. Oh, that's oh are you're, you're broadcasting and the way that you're broadcasting, we can see you.
1: That's creepy. That's creepy, all right, but it's not just strangers. There are countless stories about controlling spouses, keeping an eye on their significant other through security cameras in the house. They also have remote access to the smart house gadgets, like the locks on the doors, the air conditioning. That means your spouse or your ex, who's not at home, can unlock the front door, spy on you through the security cameras, and can also turn off the AC when it's super hot outside, all to harass you. But wait, there's more. This all sounds a little dark, doesn't it? Surely there must be some good to come from all this tech. I mean. Isn't anyone putting any fun in this? Well, actually there is. There's a website called Twitch TV. It's a channel totally dedicated to voyeurism. And I'll tell you, Twitch is huge. It's owned by Amazon.com. Get this, it has over 15 million daily active users. Boy, these people need to get out more. I'm talking about 15 million. And what are they watching? Oh gosh, stand back. They're watching people like Tyler Blevins livestream himself playing video games. Tyler, who goes by the code name Ninja. He's 26 years old. He plays the video game Fortnite Live Online and he lets other people watch him play video games. I don't find it exciting, but I guess apparently a lot of other people do.
0: Oh yeah, I can't die either. If I die, I lose. This is, a one, this is a one-time challenge.
1: He has over 150,000 subscribers. Crazy, isn't it? That means anytime Tyler signs on, all 150,000 people say, Oh, wow, look, here's Tyler. But hold on to your honeypot, honey. Pot, honey. Because that means Tyler's making over $550,000 a month by playing video games and letting people watch him. That's $6.6 6 million a year. Talk about the $6 million man here playing video games. It's crazy. And wait, there's more. He's getting advertisers and sponsors like Uber.
0: Got some exciting things going on, you guys. Ooh. Oh my. Guys, we have a Uber Eats. Here's a note. And Ninja partnership going on. Here's a note. Ninja, we know you're a big fan of Uber Eats and we are beyond excited to partner with you. Let's kick off. Let's kick this off with a challenge. Eat one of these donuts for every kill in your next game. Good luck.
1: That's right. Uber and several other companies sponsor his webcam channel. So who knows how much money he's really making now. Watching people play video games is a huge market. And if you're not into Fortnite or some other game, you might still be okay if you eat because watching people eat is huge too. And it's super easy. You just sit down in front of your computer, turn on the live stream camera and just start eating. And the louder you can eat, the better off I guess you are. This is like crazy gross. That's ASMR Eats. And she's killing it by letting people watch her eat. And here she is eating black bean noodles. I don't get it. Maybe I'm just getting old, but the video has over 637,000 views. That means well over half a million people have chosen to watch this woman eat black bean noodles. So let's say you don't wanna play a video game on a camera or you don't wanna eat loudly on camera. Well, that's okay because a group of YouTubers got together to make a video of them watching, are you ready for it? YouTube, that's right. YouTubers watching YouTube and videotaping themselves and then posting themselves watching YouTube on YouTube. Here they are watching a YouTube of someone on YouTube eating.
0: <laughs> wow! This guy's like a buck twenty. He ate that I have whole thing? I have I'm delighted by this. I hope they're monetizing. <laughs> Pak Soyeon lays a Korean feast in front of her computer. Then she turns on a video camera, she eats, and thousands of viewers watch her. Thousands?! This is the latest fad in South Korea, gastronomic voyeurism. That
1: sounds so disgusting. Gastronomic voyeurism? <laughs> the
0: diva broadcasts herself eating in her apartment for up to three hours every day. Wow. She earns more than 9,000 US
1: dollars a month doing this and has quit her job at a consulting firm. <laughs> she was a consultant! Yes! And I'm not making this up. It got over six and a half million views. So you can shoot a video of yourself watching a video and make tens of thousands of dollars, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars. But we all know the true kink of the internet webcam is the animal. That's right. Remember when the internet melted down, we learned that a certain giraffe named April got pregnant. Our 16 month gestation period captured all of our attention as she was late in giving birth. And we all watched live to see when she would finally give birth. And then it happened. April the giraffe had a baby.
0: The BBC proclaiming it to be the most anticipated birth since Prince George. More than a million people watching as April the giraffe gives birth. It's a boy. Tonight, an exclusive first peek. Only ABC's cameras allowed inside to see up close the baby giraffe the world has been waiting to meet. She may be America's most popular new mom. April the giraffe became an internet phenomenon as we all waited for her to give birth. And then on Saturday, over a million watched her deliver a healthy boy live. We have breaking news out of the break. April the giraffe has given birth. We're live streaming it all on our new spy app, if you care to watch it. Here's your 60 second hot lips from GMA today. We're finally, gonna find out the baby's name. Yes. Uh, how the little, or how we say, not so little fella doing so far? He's doing great, okay. and uh, he's certainly not little anymore. I gotta say, Justin, you can start a new live feed of you feeding carrots to April. <laughs> oh, man. Oh.
1: Can we get a drum roll? The long-awaited arrival of April the Giraffe's baby became one of the most live-viewed channels in YouTube history with 232 million live views, 7.6 billion minutes of live watch time. My gosh, people loved April. She touched our hearts. We were concerned. And loving people were glued to their monitors out of concern for one of God's most gentle creatures, April, the loving giraffe. So as you can see, cameras that are mounted all over the place, they're growing in popularity and presence. They're not all sinister. Sometimes they actually remind us how human we really are, or maybe how bored we really are, and how much we love animals. They can bring us together. You know, cat videos, they still rule the internet. And according to an article in Reader's Digest, watching happy videos like cat videos or people eating food loudly might just be good for our health because it reduces our blood pressure, and that's good for our heart. So the modern world is so full of stress, and when we wanna watch these fun video streams that make us laugh, make us feel happy, it also makes our heart feel good, and that, in turn, is good for us. When we're happy, we get to be more creative. We make better decisions and give us self-control. And that coworker that's on your last nerve could actually even be more manageable because this fun live stream just snaps you right into a good mood. And so this way, you're less likely to snap at them. I have to end this podcast right now because after all these videos of people watching other people play video games and people watch other people eat and then YouTubers watching other YouTubers watch other YouTubers, I feel like I need to just sit in front of a camera and maybe pick my nose. It would get a lot of views. You're up to date and I'm America's digital pro, Kim Commando. Hey, thanks for listening. And by the way, so many people have asked me, this is not the Kim Commando Show radio show podcast. To find my show nearest you, head over to commando.com slash radio. And if you want to watch or listen to my show anytime on your schedule, go behind the scenes, watch the show being recorded, use our message boards, be part of the community, head over to getkim.com. Once again, that's getkim.com